She's vice president, director of corporate advocacy with ENCOS, the National Center on Sexual Exploitation, because they have this list called the Dirty Dozen. And Lynn and I are going to chat about one person or one organization who made the list didn't like it so much. Hi, Lena. Hi, Fun. I always love chatting with you. I love chatting with you, too, because me, me and you, girl, we keep it real. We might as well have, <laughs> we might as be, we might as well be drinking beer at 8.15 in the morning. That's how real this is. All right. So, Lena, when it comes to your kids being safe online, you don't think of Snapchat. It just seems kind of innocuous. Like they're just going to take pictures of themselves. They're going to do streaks where they take pictures of themselves every 45 seconds and put it on and try to see how long they can keep it going. You know, you don't really think of it as a bad place. Uh, it's true. I mean, it's, you know, this veneer of fun and kind of whimsy. They have all these filters. Um, and it is a fun app. I have to admit, I use it, you know, with my family, with my sisters to keep up with each other's lives. But sadly, it is one of the most dangerous apps consistently when we talk with law enforcement, other child safety experts, and our own investigations. It is by far one of the most dangerous, um, often named as, I'd say, the number one most dangerous platform for teens. Why? Why? What, what's going on? So just the very nature of it is, as you said, people can take pictures, and again, most of their, uh, most of the people on there are young kids, you know, 13 years old, even younger, you're only supposed to be on there if you're 13, but again, super popular with teens, and you take pictures and they're supposed to disappear, and it was actually built, literally built to be for sexting, so sending sexually explicit images, and that disappearing feature is very appealing, um, parents can't see what's happening, so it has become a haven for sharing sexually explicit images, you know, sending nudes back and forth for bullying, for drug dealing. Um, and, of course, predators love it because they, too, are getting those sexually explicit images from young kids and then using them or sharing them um, or selling them. It is the top app for sextortion. That means um, predators using it to get sexually explicit material from teens and then using that saying, I'm going to send it you know, to your family or post it online if you don't send me more images or send me money. Um, it's been known as the number one platform where minors have online sexual interactions, including with adults, um, and also a top platform for viewing pornography, even um, above pornography sites. So again, very dangerous platform. You know what's funny is because I don't know what's with kids these days, but there is zero chance I would have shown anybody my whoozy what's-its when I'm 12. You know? They yeah, just, it just wouldn't yeah, have happened. Right. It's right. a different And world. now it's so normalized. I mean, normalized. And I, you know, working with teens, I have preteens. I have a 13-year-old and 11-year-old. I'm so this sorry. This is just accepted, I'm sorry. right? I mean, yes. No, it's, it's horrible. And it is, you know, these kids are especially girls, of course, get mercilessly bullied if they're not um, sharing sexually explicit images. But then, of course, if they do share it, you know, they're, those are then shared with other classmates. And that's the best case scenario. The worst case scenario is those images then are obtained by predators um, and then used. So we're, it's, it's like a pre truly predator's paradise now where kids are creating their own Child pornography, what we call child sex abuse material, and it is an epidemic. And sadly, in large part, it's platforms like Snapchat that have really turbocharged this um, 
this crisis. And, you know, that's really sad because I'm not quite sure how they prosecute child pornography when it's another child who's doing it. I mean, I don't, I don't even know if there's a set of rules for that. Right. Well, I mean, so it is in many states. It actually, it, it's not often done. But yes, if you are sharing even your own sexual, you know, a, a teen is sharing sexually explicit images or if another child um, sends those images, they could be prosecuted. And there have been some cases. So it is important for parents to understand this and talking to their teens, their, their preteens, because again, this is happening, I am telling you, this is happening in fifth grade, sixth grade, more and more. Um, it is, it, 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 the child can be held legally liable, right? And, and again, that's not an often, not happening often. However, again, the biggest danger is then the predators using that and um, to further exploit them and, um, you know, either gain money from it or, again, have this hold over a child and they're often posing as kids. And, again, because it's so normalized and it's just something that's now an accepted part of preteen and teen culture, um, that risk is extremely high. And, in fact, we are hearing more and more this rise in extortion that's actually affecting young boys even more than young girls, the FBI is warning us. Um, It is a very real threat The parents grandparents, teachers, anyone who has kids in their life really need to educate themselves about it and then have conversations with their children they can't afford not to. Well, and I've talked to my grandsons about this because they are on Snapchat at the point of nauseam. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I'm like, we used to go entire months without taking pictures of ourselves. I don't understand this every 45 second thing. I just don't get it. But they don't seem to think it's a big deal because... The music, the movies, the the culture, everything has normalized nakedness to the point of Kylie Jenner walking around with her entire boobs sticking out through her clear shirt. And they go, oh, she's so brave showing off her cleavage. I'm like, that's porn. That's not cleavage. We have a pornified culture. And it's not just normalizing. Um, it's the glamorization of the commercial sex industry. And there, you know, another platform that we've spoken about, OnlyFans, um, is really pushing this message, I think, even more so in the mainstream than even some of the pornography um, websites or other prostitution websites. OnlyFans is a prostitution website that says not only um, it, can you make money off of selling your body and images of your body, but it's glamorous. It's empowering. You, you can become an influencer. So we know that teens are now, there's this obsession with popularity in a way that, again, was turbocharged by the Internet, the need for likes, the need for more friends. And the more skin you show, the more you are rewarded. And then the algorithms push that. I actually spoke with a really um, incredible young woman who was saying, you know, I post pictures of my graduation and I get 12 likes, but I post a picture of myself on the beach and I'll get hundreds of likes because that the algorithm rewards that and pushes that content. So of course, kids are getting that message, like you said, in a pornified culture, but then also this um, glamorization and falsehood of empowerment and money if you are selling sex. And so it's this perfect storm that our kids are having to weather.
It's just gross to me that this is even something we have to talk about, let alone live with. But it is normalized for our kids, so we need to find a way to handle it. And so Snapchat apparently didn't like being on your dirty dozen list. So what are they doing? Yeah, so Snapchat actually did reply very quickly. Um, you know, we've had Snapchat on the dirty dozen list for many years. We, we gave them a break when we saw that they were, they were making some changes. Um, and then we decided we needed to put them back on because they were not making changes fast enough given how grave the situation is and how dangerous their platform is, you know, by all accounts, all research, law enforcement reports, et cetera. So we put them back on and they immediately replied and said, okay, we're, we're going to look into this. All of these, uh, you know, we send a notification letter, we gather evidence, we share the evidence publicly and with them. Um, and they came back and said, we will make some changes. And they did within a few months of being placed on the dirty dozen list. So, you know, I have to first note, it is still a very dangerous platform and parents need to be well informed um, about it. But they did make some changes that were happy with. For example, um, <laughs> kids, instead of using Google search, kids are now more often using TikTok and Snapchat to search for information. And so I was testing it and putting in things like sex trafficking or nude images, um, terms that, you know, I, I was sexual, you know, how to deal with sexual exploitation if I were a kid that was actually being exposed to harm. And I was actually being led to pornography sites through Snapchat. So they were like links would show up and um, content would show up that then would lead me to actual hardcore pornography sites. So they've done a lot to, um, they no longer allow these external links unless it's a verified partner of theirs. So hopefully that will really decrease the amount that kids are being um, able to find prostitution and pornography sites. Um, there is a pub, kind of a public section that kids can go to. Um, and we were finding, again, a lot of content. There would be pornography performers talking about, um, you know, sizes of genitals and, and comparing people. Um, there was, and, and I'm posing as a, you know, young person, a teenager on the platform. And, again, I'm getting these videos about topless speed service and how great it is and about selling sex. So we really uh, pushed that they need to moderate that content much better and in fact since they have made those changes it has been much better we haven't been seeing as much specialized content or pornography promotion um, and then they did make some updates to their parent center which is um, parents can link to their kids accounts now again important to know there are still some loopholes and parents can't see the content their kids are viewing but they can see who their who their kids are friends with Right. Um, and also some of the their settings. So, yeah. again, made some changes, but, again, still a dangerous platform, and they did not yet make changes to the most dangerous aspect, which is those disappearing messages. So we're, we're yeah. really pushing that, at the very least, they need to, you know, at the very least, blur sexually explicit content coming in, um, ideally block it. Yeah, well, and they need to remember there's such thing as screenshots, so nothing ever goes away forever. Exactly, period. exactly. All right, well, this is this is gross and interesting, and it's just too bad that people who look at these things or go after children can't turn into a pillar of salt when they look at it. That would be great, but not going <laughs> to happen. Vice President, Director of Corporate Advocacy at ENCOS, which is the National Center on Sexual Exploitation. Don't think Snapchat's just super fun and puppy ears because... It's downright hardcore porn in some situations, and you need to protect your kids. Lynn and Elan. Thank you, ma'am. Thanks, Sean. I'll talk to you again. Bye-bye.